this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to South of the Eight, and thank you for two amazing seasons so far. 20 episodes to be exact, actually. The feedback has been amazing. I love to hear from you guys. It's been a lot of fun to not just be interactive with the comments on the posts, uh, whether it's on the One Minute Martes or the feedback on the episodes. It's all been a lot of fun, honestly. And I'm glad, you know, anyone really is enjoying what I'm putting out there. You know, I'm still new to this whole content creation stuff, but it's it's been a lot of fun. And with that said, this episode is a little bit different. I will say it is very NSFW, uh, not safe for work. Um, it's a lot of cursing, <laughs> so be warned. Um, it also doesn't have much of a topic, It's but it's a Q&A. You know, it's about myself. It's about the podcast. Uh, it's a little bit about my friends. It's about kind of who I am, I guess, outside of the podcast, in case you don't already know me. You'll hear me slur my speech, and that's because we were drinking. We started drinking before the podcast, and we were drinking mid the podcast, but we did end up recording about two and a half hours worth of audio, but I had to narrow it down to about an hour. I will say there was a lot of good stuff there, so I hate that I had to eliminate anything, uh, but don't worry. We'll be If you guys like the episode, we will be doing more like them. Actually, we were even thinking about starting a whole separate <laughs> podcast that was just dedicated to just pretty much shooting the shit, so if you're into that sort of thing, um, please let us know because we'd love to know if that's something anyone would like to listen to. Even if you don't, that's fine. We'll probably end up doing it. Just have a reason to drink. Also, a huge shout out and a thanks to Anthony and Andres for helping me with this episode. I forgot to thank them in the actual episode, but that's because we had just finished a bottle of Jack and a couple cases of beer. So, you know, our mind was kind of all over the place, but still guys, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I know you guys enjoyed it as well, and I can't wait to have you guys back. But that said, again, thanks so much to those who continue to listen. And I promise that when we come back, we will be coming back strong with a lot more episodes, a lot more videos, a lot of great content. Uh, but anyway, that's enough of me talking. I'll be talking a lot more on the episode. So with that, please enjoy and thank you so much. Cheers. Salud. Salud. Salud, perros. We're going to get drunk at the end of this. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to South of the A. Today's episode is going to be a lot different than usual. We're going to be having a Q&A, but it's actually also a drinking game. I have with me... Anthony Camacho, um, here from San Diego, and I've been friends with... Well, I've, I've known Vega probably since high school, but we got really close about a year ago. My name is Andres Ramirez. I'm also from San Diego, and I've known Vega since middle school, but we started getting close like in the last couple of years. Yeah, so. true. Anyway, so the drinking game consists of... Uh, again, it's a Q&A. Think of like truth or dare but only truth, really. These guys have prepared some questions. From what I hear, they're pretty weird and pretty deep, <laughs> which is okay, but for every question I don't want to answer, I'm supposed to take a shot. That said, for every question that they ask, and it's kind of shitty, mm. right? Two of us, if we both agree, or I think I should have power, but anyway, we'll say two out of three. Why? Votes. Two out of three votes. <laughs> if we say it's a shitty question, which will keep this interesting, then they gotta take a shot. So anyway, so now that we've established the rules of the game, uh, we should go ahead and start. I mean, I'll let you, you guys are conducting the interview. Okay. This is super. I mean, I'm the guest now. Okay. So how are we starting though? Like we're starting 
with up to you guys. I, I say we start basic, man. Okay. Ask him basic questions. Take right, turns. Good. You can go one yeah. and one. One person can ask. What's your one. name, man? What's your name? Full name. Your full name. David Rafael Vega Huerta. Huerta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Full, full, full name. How tall are you, man? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to hurt. I wanted gonna, to sting. You're going to make me take a shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you nah, might as you well say that. Short king all the way, dude. 5'9", yeah. baby. Yeah. Till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a fuck. To be Whatever. honest, I think that's average, man. Average is 5'8". I'm 5'9". I'm sorry, but you're, if you're 5'6", and below, you're short. This is like podcast related. Like, uh, what's your goal with this podcast, man? Like, what, where, where, what's the direction you want it to head? Or... You know, what's the next step? Or uh, you meet a goal and then is that where it ends? You know, it's or? funny. Like, I feel like I get this question a lot, especially because it's like, why would you even like invest money into this? It was kind of random. That's no, I know, honest. I know. It was super random. Like, well, I've been thinking about a podcast for about two years now, but it was mostly because like I've been doing podcast, like I've been listening to podcasts for oh, two okay. years. So the best way I can describe it, and I was thinking about this today, actually, is like the way people play basketball. Right? They go to the park and play basketball. They go to their local YMCA and then join up for a team. Doesn't mean they want to play for the NBA, right? I'm not trying to go pro. Like, this isn't, I'm not trying to make money off of this. It's just a hobby, man. Like, it's just, just something I like to listen to, like to watch, like to do. It's just fun. And it's like the, the feedback has been great. People that listen to it and have gotten anything from it. That's just like, that's my scoring a three pointer, you know, mm. from last minute three pointer. Like, it's really just, it's super selfish. I will say that. Like this is for me. It's a challenge every week, but it's also interesting, you know. Like I don't, I don't like on a day to day. I really don't want to want anything from it other than like a hobby. But fucking dream scenario would be to get paid to do this. Yeah. But I mean, that's like fucking. That's again. <laughs> that's like getting picked up uh, for the NBA out of a white. Like yeah. it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But it's good to dream, it's you know. Dream. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It, and it's yet. a hobby, dude. You get to work on it. You get to enjoy it. You, you get to get time, better. Yeah. yeah. And then like sometimes I'll have people reach out to me that I've never talked to. Like, dude, that was cool. Like that was yeah. a cool episode. Or like, hey man, like that was great like have you ever thought about doing this i'm like holy shit that's actually pretty cool so like it's all like it's supposed to be fun you know what i mean yeah. like it's that's really what it comes I, I get you man to be honest someone that's not even into podcasts like someone that i i barely started you know hearing these because of you um you know just five minutes in you already feel different just by it's putting on the mic listening to your listen, own voice yeah. on the head it's that narcissistic it's that like dopamine in your head that's like damn yeah. this is cool man yeah it's pretty so cool. then like and then once you realize that you do have to do work because like you're editing and you're reaching out to people i hate i don't i, don't, I hate a strong work but like mm. i'm not i am a big social media guy as far as like information like i love taking social media information in because i think it's that platform is super interesting but i'm not huge, huge on posting you know so that was a kind of a challenge for me because it's like fuck now i gotta stay engaged and i gotta really like these uh one of them in this videos like they've been a challenge to me because like they're so far out my comfort zone you know but they're good man so far you well, have i mean i don't know thanks. if you work with someone to do come out with all this creative Dude, thing, I but, literally, but I was it like, was it was so random i saw the video and you were like in the middle of third third avenue and i was like what is it? And I was like, <laughs> and you're like, I kept watching. I was like, one minute Marta, you're in all these different like local places. And I was like, oh, dude, that's that's pretty dope. I would have never thought about doing that something Thank like you, that. Yeah. Yeah, People yeah. that didn't know about the spots now they know about the spots. No, yeah. you'd be surprised. I feel like I've gotten more of a response from the videos than from the podcast. It's actually kind of interesting. Some people would be like, oh shit, I saw your video. Uh, I didn't know you had a podcast because like it started with the one from the flashes from the different parts of San Diego Yeah, yeah. so that's when the really kind of started the whole thing and I was like, oh shit people really like this sort of stuff like this like local community stuff yeah. I mean 
a lot of my episodes were very focused on that. But that said, they, I mean, people love visuals, you know? Yeah, Video, visual, visuals yeah. is my thing, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's, I that's why it. I wasn't into podcasts in the beginning. Yeah, that's why a lot of people are into podcasts, you know? Yeah. Which I totally understand. But they're very informative, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> from the podcast, but like, like, it's like, it's like homework. Like, for a lot of times, like, unless you really like the person, it's hard to look them up. Like, I'll be honest, like, I listen to podcasts, but I have to really like that person. Like, I was talking to Camacho about this. Like, Joe Rogan is someone that I respect as a podcaster, but I can't watch every episode. Oh, that's I'm a I'm a fanboy of Joe Rogan. I'll watch it. You're a bro. And and You're yeah, in the trabajo, dude, I'll just put my ear earpiece on. I'll just go walk and listen to Joe yeah. Rogan. Sometimes, I, yeah. like I get lost and I don't even listen what he's saying. But it's just like background. Just other background, times, yeah. I catch myself just laughing by myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, like that's it. that's what I'm saying. Like everybody's got their thing. So once, like, uh, how can I say this? Like, so everybody's got their thing. So even the podcasts I listen to are very specific to what I'm into. But that's that, that's the beauty about podcasting. Like you could be into the weirdest shit, and trust me, there's gonna be a podcast for you. you know? I just haven't been. I guess I've been exposed to well, the variety to. that there's there is. There's so much entertainment. Yeah. Like I feel like it's part of it. Like which is why, like when I when I really got into this, I'm like, dude, no one's gonna listen, and not just because it's not interesting, but because no one fucking listens to podcasts. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just. It's yeah. rare. It's very rare. It's rare, but the people who do listen, I think they invest more time into podcasting. Than yeah, because then you videos. start finding one that you like, and then yeah. that person, that one, will have a guest, and then you'll check out their podcast, and then yes, it's like it. a trick on it. It's like a YouTube rabbit hole, and like you just start listening to all these different ones, and it, it's fun. Again, like you know, like I didn't mean I don't need this to blow up, but anyway. To, so back to the one minute Martha. So like, obviously, people the response to that is a lot stronger. And I'll get like more followers, and people will find out about the podcast, and that's kind of why I'm doing it. But I don't know, like it's just it is fun. It's a challenge. It's fun. It's different. You know, keeps you busy, man. To be honest, and I and I see I see you, too. and you're really creative with it. it like opens yeah. up your mind. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Because I'll be at work, and I'll just be thinking like, you're fuck. Be- it's when you have a deadline. You're like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. And like, trust me, no one give, would give a fuck if I didn't post anything. Like, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I know that no one cares if I miss a Friday or if I miss a Tuesday video. I but care, t- bro. I care. <laughs> I care, man. I watch it. Right, and right. I listen. All right, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, for that. As soon as you posted the last one on Friday and I heard it, I was desulk. I was like, dude, I was cracking up, man. It What's was that? so random. We were like, yeah, my family used to call me desulk when I would go to the beach a lot. Good. I died. Dude. I love this. Perfect. I'm glad you liked it. So anyway, so that's kind of like, so yeah, like I even though like the, it might not be as crazy of like if I don't do it, I'm not gonna die, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not like I'm gonna lose my livelihood. But it's a cool challenge to put yourself. It's like yeah. I, again, I I, I kind of compare it a lot to people that like to do sports or like working out. You don't have to do it for anyone other than yourself, and that's exactly. kind of that's kind of why I do this. You know, like it's like yeah, it's like reading or anything else. Like you do it for yourself. And, and the key thing is to hobby, be bro. consistent, bro. You have to be yeah. consistent. If, yeah. if you want to become better or anything, you just gotta put in the hours. Mm-hmm. You gotta be consistent. And that's yeah, and it. I feel like throughout the like I, I was listening to the first couple episodes a couple days ago, just to like for pointers and ideas and things like that. Because I'll take notes on my own mm-hmm. shit, and I'm like, oh my god, like I hear my own like the way I articulate stuff. I'm like, God, I was. I was shitty. And it's only been like 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like I've definitely like improved. You've improved. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't That's say good. um a lot. Yeah. Like, I, my thoughts are very more, like better thought out or whatever. But I don't know. Well, I remember when you first like were even thinking about the podcast. I remember you sent me like a picture of your setup, of yeah. what your <laughs> intro was and oh, all yeah. that. And I was like, oh, it's so proud. Yeah. yeah, like it's, but, but I'm look at you. where you started and look at you now, man. Yeah, like, it's like, honest, you, you, yeah. you, you've, 
you gotten a lot better at it. Yeah, honest. I I definitely agree. You and like go. even you, like you were mentioning when we were setting this up, like holy shit, did you just buy that? Yeah. Like no, it's just like that's what like people don't get to see. You know, it's yeah. like microphones yeah, the and all the laptop setup and, and the, the scenes. Yeah. The audio, yeah, the audio board, like all these crazy things, and like I'm okay with not pe- pe- people not seeing that. Because, like, again, people have come up to me, like you were mentioning earlier, have you ever thought about doing video? And yes, because, like, I feel like it would reach more people. But no, because it's even, like, even more. Like, respect to the people, like, Chiva and Tony that do, like, the sport, sports podcast, the two, two balls, balls and a mic. Yeah. Respect to them, because I know it's got to be so hard to edit that shit out. Like, because you're doing edit of video and audio. And audio. Yeah. And audio edit is easy because you can... The way your voice fluctuates, you can make shit blend really easy. But video is so obvious when you jump cut. Yeah. That's, that's another beat. So exactly. mine, yeah, yeah, mine yeah. would be just cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> it, just look, it would look like one of those fucking, like... Like uh, the still movies. Still movies, like. yeah. <laughs> I would just be walking around like, like wait, did, did he have a beer? Like, <laughs> so, like, I just... It, again, I, maybe it's a challenge that I definitely want to see. But this is so fun for now that I just don't feel like I, I need to. Maybe in the future. I feel I, like when you're in a more comfortable setting, you know, when it's like... Yeah, but maybe when it's not, like, off my bedroom. <laughs> With a shit camera, like, I would do it off my phone, you know. Yeah. I have a nice camera, but it's for pictures, and, like, it only records, like, 20 minutes. It's oh, not really? enough. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, you need a lot longer. So I know you said you listen to podcasts before. Who's somebody that, like, motivate you or that you look up to in the podcast community? Um, I would definitely have to see Mark Marin. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's, like, an OG podcaster. He's been doing it for like 10 years. This guy's like, he's super funny. He's this old guy that just likes to complain. I, I'm a huge comedy fan. That's actually how I got into podcasts, I think. For I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, as well. yeah. so I, I think that's how I got into podcasts in the beginning. We just I would listen to these comedians and then someone, I would see him in an interview or something. It's, just, it's funny, like once I really like something, I'll look up interviews, I'll look up articles, like I'll look up into everything. Like I fanboy out so hard. It's crazy, right? Like whether it's music or uh, comedy or politics or whatever, I fanboy out. I spend, I could spend all day in the computer. So that said, I that's when I found out about podcasts, and I was like, holy shit, these guys have like they're like Tom Segura, yeah. like Burt Kreischer, yeah. like Joe Rogan, like all these guys that are comedians that have, have their, own their own podcast. Podcasts. So the main one was Mark Barron, and and then from there, I just kept listening to more and more, yeah. and I, I'm really into this one called Wisecrack. Um, it's a YouTube channel that has like a movie reviews. It's like a philosophy philosophy version of a movie. So it's like Rick and Morty. They do mm. breakdown of episodes and like from the philosophy point of view. Like Kierkegaard thought that nihilism was blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like they just So go, they kind of analyze it a little bit deeper? They super overly analyze oh, every okay. movie, every show, everything. And so it's like super interesting and like super, super nerdy. But anyway, cool. so that's one of the, also another episode that like another podcast that I really liked. Cause it was like super analytical and I was like, wow, these, and then I got into Reddit and then Reddit's just like a, it's just like a, what's it called a world of people oh, just commenting yeah. what the fuck they think about something. So then I'm like, wow, like there's these huge communities behind podcasts and that's kind of what brought me into cause I was like, the community is big. Yeah, yeah. The community, cause like YouTube is so toxic. It Sometimes is, yeah. the YouTube communities, the comments are horrible. But like podcast, it's because it's only the people that listen to it for the most part. I feel like it's very like homey, and you can ask questions and all these crazy. They make like unique memes for for the yeah, yeah that's memes that cool. you will never understand yeah, unless you know what the fuck. Unless you know, about. yeah. Same with Twitch. Twitch is like super like that. Like I just started getting into Twitch like earlier this year, but never Twitch is like it. where they stream video games. So it's like a live recording <laughs> yeah. of people doing video games or doing conversations, things like that. 
in that that world is so so deep that like I'm I'm only scratching the surface with stuff I watch. But there's so many cool communities in the internet. I feel like I started as a appreciator of the internet, and then I became like a podcaster. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of that's kind of how I got yeah. this from. I think my first podcast was like an NPR type of podcast, <laughs> yeah. and then I I kept se- for like kept, the, for the information. Yeah, for information. Yeah. Then I kept seeing like charts. I was like, oh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. I was like, dude, I gotta oh. check this guy out. Joe so I checked Rogan, this out, yeah. dude. I'm a fanboy now. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I keep up with him. Yeah. I buy stickers. Man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, dude. Like their their own world. Like you know, the crazy thing about Joe Rogan is that that dude responds to no one. That's that's another thing that has super like empowered me to do my own podcast. Yeah, because like he responds to no one. Like when you think of like Jimmy Fallon's, or you think of like uh, you know Piolín por la mañana. Like these guys are rep- responding to a executive, right? Yeah, Someone that tells them you can't say this, you can't say that. Make sure you talk about this and don't talk about that, right? That seems so restrictive, like especially as a creative. You don't want to be told what the fuck mm-hmm. not to do. Not that like you're gonna go. You get out. limited, you know. You're like yeah. you're just limited. To and it's not even a thing that you're like. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. But just the mm-hmm. fact that someone tells you not to do it, you're like, fuck like, you, man. Like, I want to do, do it. it now. <laughs> Why not? Like, yeah. I want to do it. So people like Joe Rogan, they've been insanely successful from being their own person. You know? yeah. I feel like YouTube has a lot of power to that. And now now he just signed like a $10 million deal. I think it's a $100 million a hundred, deal. A hundred million dollar deal to be exclusive with Spotify. That just goes to show where media is going. I mean, TV is old news, man. Unless you're yeah, watching the streaming service. TV's old news. So I think, if anything, I might be getting into the curve of podcasting right, yeah, where, it's right like where, before where it rooms. begins. Yeah. You know, because I think, like, did you guys start watching YouTube like a long time ago? or Not really, man. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been much of a electronics, I watch, like being on YouTube internet all day. Person, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watch a couple people here and there, but I, I have my, like... Mm, like my certain people I follow and then I grow out of them and I'm like oh yeah. why am I following them and then I yeah. like unsubscribe you and then follow. I follow new people and then I yeah. grow grow out of them and then See, I follow more I wasn't, I wasn't into like YouTube like I, I mean you'd watch the funny videos and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. of music videos in high school through high school and stuff like that but it wasn't until like two years after high school someone introduced me to like a car I think it was Aaron or Luis or one of them they're like, oh, there's this dude called TJ Hunt. He's like a local guy about cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's this car guy from San Diego. He just posts videos about cars. He was like the first person I followed, and I actually made an account to follow him. To follow and him. then from there, it just fucking fucking took off, dude. And now I follow. I can't even tell you how many fucking people I follow. <laughs> but like, it's it's insane, and that's my entertainment. Like, if if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't have Netflix. Like. I don't, I don't watch Netflix. Like, unless there's a really good show that I want to watch, YouTube, dude. YouTube is my TV. Like, I yeah. I live in YouTube, uh, Twitch, and Reddit. That's my... Yeah, really? podcast. Yeah. Podcast for I, I, I'm more of a podcast podcast guy, but I definitely... I can spend hours on Netflix, man. I can get... No, really? just, like, I'll get... I'll get hooked Lots. into a show like right now I'm into Lucifer. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> I'm I just, I, 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 we were talking about been uh, watching Umbrella that. Academy. Have you seen Umbrella? Oh Academy? yeah, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I I never really got into it. Oh, so, yeah, I can't. Such a good show, man. I heard a lot of people talking yeah. about it. It's, so. it's once you get the first season is very slow, like very very slow, but once you get past like half of the yeah. episodes of the first season, it gets really really fucking good. Second season, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen. It. Dude, it's so I'm fucking a fan. good. It's a great show. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good show. Man. All right, man, I got a. Friend deal, make it or break it type of question for you right now. So if you answer wrong to this, if you answer wrong to this, we're no longer friends. I agree. How do you like your steak? 
medium rare. Oh, uh, yes. We can be friends. <laughs> we can be friends, dude. Right, yeah, who he the passed. fuck eats oh. well done, dude? dude I've seen man. people That shit's well gotta done, be bloody, man. bro. Actually, even medium rare is kind of a stretch, dude. I kind of, I go rare sometimes. Okay. If it's a place that I think does really good steaks, like if it's, if you're going to like a steakhouse mm -hmm. and not an Applebee's or like a yeah. Chili's, because like they'll they'll give you a fucking cow <laughs> sometimes. Like if it's a good place, I'll go rare. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a shit place or whatever, I'll go medium rare. Just because I still yeah. want it bloody, you know. But like yeah. I like a char on my steak. Well, I, do I don't I don't know, know how do? people do well done, and then people with that it's do so ketchup uh, ketchup uh, with their steak. Uh, I will sorry, tell you this: yeah. I'm a huge ketchup fan, dude. I fuck with ketchup on my eggs. Yeah, on I agree with that. Fucking sausages on my bacon. I fuck with ketchup, but dude, on a steak, man, even a one sauce, dude, a good steak doesn't need a one sauce. Yep, yeah. I agree with you 100. percent If it's good, yeah, you man. do not need anything. What do you, you guys? What do you guys usually go for? Medium rare. Medium rare. Medium rare. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's what I said, dude. If you say well done, yeah, we're done, well done. I've seen well done. People eat well done, uh, and I've seen uh -huh. people eat rare. And to be honest, rare. To me, it's too much also. Like, it's yeah. like super bloody, man. It has to be and a really good restaurant that, like, knows how to do rare. Same with well done. I've had a well done steak at, like, I can't remember what restaurant. It was, it was in TJ. It was, like, a really fancy restaurant. And I was like, okay, like, these guys know what they're doing. But, like, you don't go to, like, a normal, like, outback or whatever in order of well done. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be fucking burnt, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's... medium rare is, like, also, also very safe. Okay. I feel we got to kind of, like, go back to towards, like, you yeah you go you know questions it. about you man go for it go um like what are your hobbies man like currently what are your hobbies oh. what are the things that you enjoy doing uh in your spare time besides well, I'm a, again like i i love i love doing this podcast uh i love like i mentioned like the internet is a hobby in its own like i am huge in like not just not just like uh like social media because social media is whatever the behind the scenes of social media is very interesting to my like that's one of the reasons I listen to Gary Vee. We were talking about Gary Vee. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm really into Gary Vee. I know, like the first podcast is like yeah, I, I say hearing. Gary so. Vee is one of those people that like it's hard for me to listen to because like I just feel like I'm like bro, you're so conceited. Like we get it, you're a badass. We fucking get it. You're fucking amazing. But that said, he has so much insight of like social media and background like that. It's super interesting to me. Like it's it's cool. I like those kind of things when you find out how they work, you know? So that, I would say, like, the internet's a big hobby of mine. I don't know if that's a hobby, but that's a big hobby. Um, uh, movies, I love movies. So, like, I, I'm not a movie snob, you know, but I love Tarantino. I love Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah. Steven Spielberg has kind of broken my heart. <laughs> bro he broke my heart in the last couple of movies because they're so shitty. But, like, you know, I love movies. Music, dude, I fucking cannot yeah. tell you All right. how much music I love listen to. Let's 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 hear your favorite movie. Ah, now, dude. Hey. That's, like, that's like saying your favorite song. That's like saying your favorite song. You really don't have a song that you can listen to to that like. There's a, there's a depends mood. on my mood, dude. Yeah. Depends on my mood. Same with movies, dude. Like if I'm feeling happy, I'll li I'll watch uh, a fucking I'll, I'll watch a certain movie. If I'm feeling sad, I'll watch a certain movie. Like, it depends what you're into. I, I agree with him, man. I don't think I can say a favorite mm -hmm. movie or a favorite song. It's like a I, dish. Do you have a favorite dish? Like a favorite food? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> no, no. One. That you I, can, like, I, can, I, can eat, no. I, I can eat everything. For the rest of your life. No. Every day for the rest of your life. There's no way. Is there one dish? Yeah, dude. I love you might think so, but I'm pretty sure after a couple of days, yeah, you're, 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 you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. You're like, ah, I should have gone with tacos. But if you had to pick a, you had to pick a song or pick a movie, like, would you be able to? I would say it and I would regret it immediately. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I could say like, 
I believe that Bohemian Rhapsody is a fucking masterpiece. That said, dude. Well, you can hear it forever. That yeah. said, uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles is also a fucking masterpiece. Yesterday by the Beatles is also yeah. a masterpiece. Fucking uh, Good Times by Led Zeppelin. There's oh, too good. many. Like, I, It just depends, man. Depends what you're into. So talking about hobbies right now, I know you, like, growing up throughout high school, you had a lot of sports. You were into hobbies. What was, like, your first passion? Something that you obsessed over, like, a hobby? So, music, I think. Music? For sure. So, the, the yeah. only reason I went to Tula High was because in sixth grade, I started playing the viola. So, it's, like, a bigger violin. Yeah. So, when I started playing for my teacher, I was, this was, like, this is how much I liked it. Because I was in the Boys and Girls Club, and I had to go, school started, like, at, what, 8, 15? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like I had to be in my class, music class, at six in the morning. So it was from six to seven. No, sorry, six thirty to seven thirty. Then from seven thirty, a bus would take you to school. Damn. To your elementary school. And this is sixth grade. Like yeah, you're committed. You shouldn't yeah. be committed yeah, that you young. Be, yeah. But like for some reason, Mr. Bruder, shout out. He'll never listen to this. But dude, best fucking teacher I've ever had. He was my music teacher for seven years. Amazing guy, fucking backbone of who I am. I definitely one of those teachers that like change your life for sure. Um, Republican breaks my heart. <laughs> anyway, so oh, we're getting political. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway he, he was he's an amazing guy. Anyway, he came into my classroom one day with a bunch of instruments, and out of the entire class, because to like do a, like a show off, be like, hey guys, like you guys should try to do this. And as soon as he says six in the morning, everybody's like. Fuck no. <laughs> and then, like, after the whole thing, I went up to him. And I'm like, hey, like, that actually looks kind of interesting. Like, what is that? And he's like, oh, like, that's a violin. That's a cello. He's like, you should come in. And, like, try him out. And I was like, okay. Fucking 6.30 in the morning. My mom was pissed at me, dude. <laughs> Fucking hated me because I had to make her wake up early to take me. To take you, yeah. Took me to my first class. And then I, I tried a violin, but it was too small. And then I tried a cello, but they ran out of cellos. So then he's like, hey, like, I majored in viola which is like a deeper sounding violin. He's like, you should try this one. And I was like, sure. And then I tried it and fucking played a whole year. And after that year, my teacher said, hey, like there's this program called the SCPA at the Chula Vista Middle School. And I lived in, I've always lived in National City or most of my life. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to go to Granger or National. And he's like, hey, like, I, you know, like if you want to be part of this program, they'll let you come to Chula, High, Chula Middle and Chula High. And blah 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 blah. They called it a scholarship, but I mean, yeah, it, it didn't cost money. Yeah, didn't but they would just allow me because you're supposed to be part of the district. Were, yeah, exactly. So they allowed me. So then they allowed me to do it, and then fucking, I had to take the bus, uh, the trolley, and then the bus again to go to middle school just to keep playing music. And then I again, I did that all through middle school, and then I kept playing through high school, and then I graduated as like a music major or whatever the fuck. But dude, I think I definitely. If it would have been, if it wouldn't have been for the fact that I joined music, I wouldn't appreciate music the way I do now. Cause I played for seven or eight years. I play like seven or eight different instruments because of all of that. You know? And you're still really passionate about music, right? Yeah. Do you still play? Uh, guitar here and there, the drums, yeah. like the piano if I get a chance. But yeah. I, I listen to music like I mean everybody listens to music. Yeah. This, yeah that's so does. cliche. But like I get nerdy about music, you know, like, not just music, but like music theory and like music you appreciate history, it more as well. Music yeah. appreciation, like yeah, I get like super nerdy about music. So well, I feel like my first passion. What you name a kid, man? Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix after Jimi Hendrix, the best guitarist in the fucking world. So yeah, I guess 
You could say I'm pretty fucking obsessed with music. But I, I feel like as far as passions, that was the first that I was like, holy fuck, like, wow. This yeah, music's fucking amazing. Like, how could anyone ever like it? But, you know, I've met people that, like, aren't into music. And it's interesting because, like, it's not very common. Yeah. But people have told me, like, oh, yeah, like, I don't listen to music. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Did you just <laughs> <What? say?" laughs> yeah, straight up. And I don't like, think I've, I've I, met. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't that into music when I was uh, younger. younger. Yeah. yeah. But some people aren't. I think me I, being I into music too. was just listening to the radio, but I never, not like you, I wouldn't fan out over a certain yeah, artist. Yeah, like looking up artists yeah, and stuff like that. that. It was just me maybe looking up banda songs because we're having a, a party in our house yeah. and my mom told me to make a playlist for the yeah. weekend and, and I'm looking up banda Dude, songs. I fucked so I up can... my parents' computer twice downloading shit from Alice. LimeWire. Oh, I used to do LimeWire, Lime man. I did Alice, which is like the Mexican version of Alice. <laughs> <laughs> which even yeah. is even worse yeah, than the Mexican version. <laughs> and then you download a song hoping that it was like the right one. And then it was like a shitty recording and I'm like, fuck, I gotta erase it. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. That was my shit right there. Uh, do you read? Do you like reading? Yeah, man, I love reading. I, I don't do it as much lately, and I feel like it, I slack off. It's one of those things that, like, I feel like, again, I hate to compare it to, like, working out. But it's one of those things that I know it's good for me, and mm-hmm. I like doing, but sometimes you just slack off, you know? Yeah. Um, um, lately, I've been reading this uh, this book called Hell's Angels. It's actually the history of how the Hell's Angels became, That's pretty dope. like, yeah. notorious for who they are. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Is this dude that used to ride with them. And this motherfucker used to go and ride with the Hells Angels and then write shit down, stories, and like all these crazy things, and then made it a book. Made it a book, He yeah. actually, he's the creator of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Or, but he calls it Fear and Loathing in Rolling Stone. But it's, it's, he's an amazing author. But, yeah, man, like, I feel like I have to find, like, an interesting book. Something you're into, right? Yeah, even yeah. if it's not, like, intellectual. Like, if it's, honestly, I'm a huge fan of, like, YA, which is, like, young adult books. Yeah. Not, like, Twilight and shit like that. Oh, kind of, like, <laughs> Ready Player One. You know, like, like, Ready like, Player yeah. One. Yeah. Fucking yeah. love that book. Movie was shit, by the way. <laughs> Second one is I coming out movie, in November. Nothing. I know, I know. It's the thing is that you haven't read the book. The book yeah. is, like, ten times better, you know, which I don't blame you. Like, you just, you don't know the book, you know? But if you like the movie, you definitely like the book. And I hate to say that because it sounds so cliche, but but that's just how it is. You know, like, e- e- movies always cut a lot of it because they have to make time. They have a budget. Yeah, they also yeah, have a budget. The book, they, they, a budget. they show so much detail in the book. They can't. They can't. But the book, that's another cool thing about the book. Do they let you use your imagination. Like, it's cool because that's another cool thing. I feel like I have a pretty vivid imagination. I feel like that's what helps me be creative because I can see shit in my head. Yeah. That's what helps me with music. That Not helps me, but that's what why I enjoy music so much because I imagine things in my head when I'm listening to music like whether it's like a concert I've been to when I listen to a song or like when I listen to like psychedelic music by like Pink Floyd or the Beatles I'm just tripping the fuck out I'm not even I'm not even like being on drugs you know just on the music just so it's it's pretty interesting uh, because I feel like I have a pretty vivid imagination but yeah I, I, I like books I know you say you didn't have like a favorite song or or movie do you have a favorite book something maybe uh, that... I have a favorite author a favorite author yeah uh, Hemingway Hemingway why, why Ernest is it... Hemingway Hemingway is, uh, is an author that I feel like he was one, he's like imagine Marcos dude he's like <laughs> super in tune with his masculinity like he's like a hunter yeah he's a fucking badass that would drink till five in the morning <laughs> Go to sleep, wake up at seven, and keep writing. Like this motherfucker yeah. was crazy, but at the same time, he was in tune with his like, with his emotions and with himself. His writing is so pure, and like he always said that he didn't write; he just bled into the page. 
he was like so real and i feel like uh for the time he was very ahead of his time in the sense that like masculinity has devolved into this idea of being like emotionless like, like negative or yeah. as well as negative i've heard like oh if you have too much masculinity you're well, not even know. yeah but you know what it is i think it's the idea that masculinity is supposed to be that there's a limit to masculinity right that you if you're masculine you can't do this or if you're masculine you can't do that oh, okay. and it's the yeah. people that that agree with that that are usually toxic because they're like you can't cry you're masculine you can't fucking cry and it's like well, why not dude like let me feel let me you can't, I, let me go to therapy let me sure. be emotional let me be loving let me be a good father like this shouldn't be restrictions to be masculine like it shouldn't be either or it should be like an idea because I agree there's there's some masculine qualities but I I also agree that I'm okay with listening to like Celine Dion and crying oh yeah, yeah for sure or like, a, like a big example of it like I feel like one thing that makes me cry a lot is like movies so like or documentaries like i was watching immigration nation i think i mentioned to you guys i can't get through an episode without like choking up dude that's a fucking intense documentary but that said i don't feel like shit afterwards because i cried or because i felt like crying i just accept it i'm like wow that was whew, it's part of what intense. makes you you know it, yeah you're, you're, you're emotional yeah. some guys aren't some guys think masculinity is the way to go some like yeah. if you cry but that said yeah. that said like it doesn't make me any less masculine yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I'm for sure, for sure, yeah. I agree, I agree. So I anyway, Hemingway, I feel like is one of those people that like definitely introduced that idea that was very passionate, very thoughtful, you know, smart also. And his his writing is pretty cool too. So we're going a little bit deeper <laughs> with this question. Go for it. Um, what is your biggest regret, man? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And did you learn from it? Yeah. Also. Um, yeah, I feel like my biggest regret was definitely not thinking more about my future in high school. Like, in the sense that, like, I never thought about really, like, what I was going to do afterwards. I just thought I would, I would figure it out. Like, I applied to colleges. I actually got into state, but I didn't go because I was like, ah, oh, it's too expensive. Like, what What am I even going to do? Like, I wasn't even sure what the fuck I was going to do. I, I applied as a uh, undetermined over the fuck. And I, I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I just didn't go. Like, I just, I was like, fuck it. Like, I just, I'm always sort of, like, back then, I always sort of just kind of let shit happen, you know? And, you know, one thing led to another, blah, 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 blah. I had a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I told myself that that was restricting me. So I feel like that's what I regret. Thinking that that was it, that my life had ended, you know? When really, like, I mean, I, I love my kid. Like, it's brought nothing but happiness to my life. And I feel like... If I could meet my 18-year-old, 19-year-old self that was about to have a kid, I'd be like, dude, it's okay. Like, you can still have you a life. You can do it, you know? Yeah, not just you can do it, but, like, you can still have a life. Like, keep going to school. It's okay. Like, it's fine, man. Like, it's not that. Like, I really shut down and told myself, like, that's it. I'm done, you know? But really, like, fucking... I feel this. I feel like if I would have gone to college right after high school, I would have been the same. Would have been just another statistic, another dropout. So? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I was more into like having friends and enjoying and partying. I it's think, crazy to think that they yeah. expect you to be that prepared at eighteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I feel like during the military, it kicked my ass, and I was like, you know what? I gotta think about my future. Do you think that the military definitely like shaped you to oh, be like? Oh, it definitely yeah. did, man. Cause I was a I was a party guy. I was in folklorico, and I all I wanted was just to go dance and go have fun, cause that's all I knew, and that's all I cared. My senior year, I already knew I was going into the military, so I was 
ditching class, ditching class to go to folklorical class just to like dance and <laughs> and, and yeah. arracura. Folklorical's a cult, man. It is. Dude. <laughs> it is. My sister was the same fucking way. Is. I to was this obsessed day, the only people with she it. talks to is the folklorical people, man. I, it was. A, it's a fucking cult. And I miss it, dude. And yeah. I miss it. I think that was like like you mentioned earlier. It was like my first passion. First mm. thing I really got into. That's it. really cool. Yeah. But that's cool, man. Yeah. So so anyway, so back to your question. Yeah, I feel like my first regret was thinking I was done. You know, because I limit myself. I mean, I've I've made up for it up to now. You know, I've lived my life. I've, I'm, I feel like I'm having a pretty good all around wholesome life. But I remember how upset and like depressed I was back then. And it wasn't even like clinical depression. This isn't the kind that you can't fix. This was the kind that it was just me being hard on myself. You're putting yourself yeah. down. Yeah, and thinking like, oh, poor David, you fucked up. Like, no, dude, like, fucking get over it. Like, you're fine. Yeah. Sure, you it's hard, but like, fucking enjoy. Because like, that's another thing. That's also when I started working in the ambulance. In the first two years, like, I was really down on myself. And like, I mean, I was like, I had also moved out. And like, I was living with my partner at the time. And like, I had a kid and all these beautiful things. And like, I remember just being so sad and being so like, De- like like forcibly depressed not even actually depressed just, just forcibly, forcibly depressed that I was like oh wow like these poor the ca- me these are the cards I got dealt you yeah know, I, got, I gotta play and these I was cards like, and that's all I got fuck me like my bad luck like my life sucks like it was literally just me being me and I understand that some people go through some things where they can't control this is the kind of shit you can't it was yeah. just and even my dad told me he's like fucking shake it off like I know you, I know that you're not, like, I know when you're actually, like, upset and depressed and, like, you're actually going through shit, this is just you moping, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, you're, you're right, and once he, like, had a talk with me after a couple of years and, like, and, and everything, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I, I agree, like, I, I should have enjoyed the birth of my child a little better, like, I should have enjoyed starting a, a, a career you know all these crazy things that i was going through that i was just kind of you were just doing it just because of the flow right through the motions, yeah, yeah. And, and going back kind of to your what your career was you know in the ambulance you know you being emt and all that you, you see some pretty crazy shit sometimes you know so, <laughs> sometimes so yeah. what is your your craziest emt story that you have um craziest emt story uh let's see well, like, there's, like, different ones. Like, I remember, like, I, I, I got, like, I got swung at by, like, a psych patient once. So that's kind of interesting. But there's also <laughs> this one time that I, <laughs> so, like, I almost birthed the baby. Oh, wow. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> so, like, there's, depends, like, what you consider yeah, interesting. What you like, considering. Like, crazy, like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. Or, or crazy, like, that, holy that shit, that was crazy. Funny. No, no, no. Kind of crazy as, like, you didn't expect it was going to happen and okay. boom. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, like, with EMT, especially, like, the BLS level, which is what Wetter and I used to do, which is, like, called basic life support, which isn't, like, your typical going to a car crash stuff. It's more like hospital to hospital, critical calls. Like, let's say this hospital is shitty and that patient needs, like, higher level of care. Mm -hmm. We take that patient from that hospital to a higher level hospital, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what happened. We were taking this patient from, like, Paradise Valley Hospital, which is quote-unquote, a shitty fucking hospital. I will say that because I'm not in EMS anymore. Paradise fucking sucks, man. I will say that all day. Anyway, they used to call it... Yeah. South of the A, man. South of the A, man. That's why. It's due to lack of resources. I will say that in management, dude. They don't give a fuck. Anyway, um, so they used to call it Death Valley, actually. So Paradise Valley... <laughs> Paradise Valley... Um, we picked up a patient from the 
um, what's called maternity ward at Paradise Valley, and this patient was having a um, like a risky pr uh, pregnancy. Usually, when the kid comes out, it should come out head first, and they were thinking that like they were showing elbow, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, "Holy shit, it's a breech birth," which means like the limb's gonna come out first. And it's kind of dangerous because usually yeah, it's, it's easier when the head just comes out first. It's just harder, right? And Paradise wasn't equipped to deal with that. So we were supposed to take the patient to Mary Birch, which is a hospital specializes with women care and hospital gynecology and those kind of things and birthing. So then we t it was supposed to be like a routine transport. We're supposed to just take them to fucking Mary Birch. Halfway there, she's like, I don't feel good. She's like, my pubic area hurts. And I look... And it wasn't an elbow, it was the head. And you can see them crowning, which means the head is popping out. And at that point, the only thing you oh, can do is shit. put your hand so that it doesn't pop out. So you're just like holding it. So then like, and it's a CCT transport. So that's a critical care transport. You usually have a nurse in the back. And the nurse I had, he was super chill. And he's like, oh shit. Put your hand in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> Put your hand in there. And I was like, oh shit. So then like, I stopped. I'm touching like the, the, top, the, of head. the head. top of the head. Like I'm on this girl's like growing area. Yeah. I say girl, but she was a lady. And like she had to have kids before. That has a lot to play with it because once you have kids before, usually uh, it, it, it may expand a lot faster than you expect it. You know, first time birthers, birthers were sometimes like lag a little bit. Anyway, it's very like case by case basis. But anyway, like she had a, had kids before, so there was a fear that she would just pop out the baby there. So then I'm just like putting my hand in there, and like I realized that I only have a small glove, and I was wearing short sleeve, and you're supposed to put on like these like long gloves and this gown and glasses and a mask and like all these crazy things and sterilize your hands, and I wasn't fucking doing that because like mm -hmm. I, it just happened. So I put my hand there, and I'm like. Fuck the OB kit, which is like the full gear. He's like, it's okay, I'll put it on you. So he starts putting on, like, while I'm holding her, like, she starts putting on, like, the fucking gown and shit. And and then luckily, like, it just popped out enough that I could still, like, so, sort of see his eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, should we just birth it? And so then we get to the Mary Birch, to, the, like, their emergency area. And as soon as we get there, we have people expecting us because we told them on the radio, like, uh, baby is crowning, like, it's, it's about to pop out. It's actually now on breach. Which means not elbow first. I guess he like popped his elbow back and mm -hmm. stuck his head. Like it's just you know, dude, stomachs yeah. are insane. Dude, the shit women go through is fucking insane. Anyway, mad respect. Mad yeah. fucking respect. Mad respect. Always, yeah. always. Anyway, so so then they're uh, the baby's crowning, and then we get there, and before you know it, it just fucking slips out, and I just. I just see the baby on the gurney and I'm like, oh shit. Like I literally say, oh shit. And the lady's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. It's just, it's out. Like, it's like the baby's out. And I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out because I've never like seen so much fucking blood in my life. And then like the placenta comes right afterwards. So it's just messy. Dude. I'm talking like messy as fuck. And then I look up. And I see like four or five nurses just <laughs> looking at me like, is that your first time? And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> so then they Newbie. grab the baby, they cut the cord, and I just walk away. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then the driver, he's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, dude, it just popped out. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Just push him in. <laughs> and the thing is, that, like, a lot of times the baby's like, yeah, they'll just fucking, like, once the head's out, man, most of the body will just... Like a little, like a, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it'll just pop the fuck out. Because the head is the head biggest thing, right? Like, actually, yeah. 
your I believe your skull is separated into like six different bones. Well, don't quote me on that, but I know it's into multiple bones so that it can contract upon uh, birth. So once it comes out, you know what I mean. Uh, it expands again, and the rest of the body just kind of goes. And it, just, it just fucking comes out, dude, and it's wild. And babies are loud when they're born. So yeah, I think that was probably the the one day that I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this for me? Like, holy shit. Like, is that my life now? Because I, I think it was like a six months or a year in. So it was pretty new, it you was, know? And was, I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah. Do, yeah. do, do you miss being, because I know you just got this new job. Do you miss yeah. being in the EMT life? I miss helping people. Like, I miss interacting with people. Mm-hmm. And I miss like, oh, how are you feeling today? Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, my head hurts. Or like, I hurt this. Like, oh, let me bandage that up. Let me put this. Let me put that. I miss that. I don't miss having to work for a company like the mm. people the thing people don't realize is that companies are i mean like anything else it's privatized right it's a, it's a business. so they're there for yeah. the money man like a lot of times we'd have calls where we'd be on scene for someone that's in pain and had to go to a different hospital and they would we'd get a pager and they'd be like don't pick them up they don't have insurance and i'm like but dude this person needs the transport like no 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 don't even fucking touch them like they're not gonna pay us and i'm like bro what the so like it really breaks your heart yeah because i feel like you realize like oh they're only in it for the money it doesn't fucking matter what the company says that you work for they're only in it for the money because medicare medical pay very very fucking well capitalistic america all right fuck it dude (laughs) capitalistic america i will say this and i'm not trying to get political but i think that's one of the things that like radicalized me as far as like leftist is like our health system being part of it and realizing how shitty it is and how much we prioritize people that have really good insurance over people with have like medicare and things like that that's when you realize like oh shit like it's only for the wealthy like this isn't your everyday person wouldn't get the same kind of care you know what i mean because we'd have calls would we wouldn't find find out they didn't have insurance till like later and then my bosses would talk mad shit like oh fuck that like that's bullshit. They should have never called us. Like, I can't believe we fucking transported them. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, at some point you did it because you wanted to help people, right? You joined it. Yeah, the that's EMT, the reason why you joined. EMTs yeah, join because they want to help. Companies get started because they want to make money. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. So it really breaks your heart because it gets to a point where you can't help someone because your job depends on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then you're like, fuck, man. I feel like that's when a lot of people get like. You know, you realize how you get discouraged, you know, from you get it very discouraged. And it don't, doesn't only happen in ambulances, it happens in the hospitals, you know. People have to turn people away because they're like, sorry, you're, you know, you yeah. don't have insurance. Or they treat them like shit, like, oh, it's just a homeless guy just fucking wants a sandwich. I'm like, bro, no te cuesta nada, that's in the way, that's a yeah. sandwich, like, what the fuck, you know? Like, why are you What's yeah. the big deal? Like, it really, it's really upsetting. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like, I miss helping people when I could, but looking back, you realize that. It's a fucking, you know, it's all business. It's all money. It's numbers. Like, patients, like, employees are just numbers to a lot of these people. Wow. It's Unfortunately, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, how, but that's, that's like, how it is. I feel like that's any job, right? Like, yeah. a lot of jobs. Yeah, right? that's how a lot of jobs. You take it, sometimes you even take the job too seriously, and then you notice that you're just a number, man. If you yeah. fall down to the ground right now, they'll have you replaced by tomorrow. That's one thing my dad always say. He's like, you don't work for the company, you work for your family. He's like, your family always comes first, because at the end of the day... They'll fucking let you go. They don't care. Yeah. You can be there for 20, 30 years. You slip up or something happens, get the fuck out. Like, you're, you're done. You're done. You're replaceable. 
you're yeah. you're nothing. You know, so it's upsetting, but it is what it is. So I know uh, making this podcast, you're trying to hit the Spanglish community, and I know you grew up uh, in Tijuana a lot. So how did it affect you to grow up in both sides of the border? Did it have any impact in your life? Did oh, it, did yeah. it shape you? I definitely think it, it, it changed my perspective as far as like American culture. Like it, very young, because I'm one of the few people in my family, or one of the few families in my extended family mm-hmm. that are in the U.S. or are still in the U.S. Because a lot of family got deported or like they just left because like it was getting too hard or whatever it is so it made me appreciate what i had even younger i I remember my parents not just me but like my parents telling me like like look at your cousins like you have it way fucking better like you know what i mean like it was always a thing like instead of you know like growing up it's always like oh man like there's kids in africa that are starving for me it was always like your cousins this your cousins that and i'm like damn fuck you're right like you're like I've yeah I've been to their house yeah you're fucking right like yeah. I do have the better so it was like my parents made me realize my privilege very very fucking young oh okay and they so always reminded me of it and like compared me even age. <laughs> <laughs> even even compared me like look at them like they're struggling and they're doing way better than you are and I was like fuck man yeah you're right you know that without us no like it was see that without us and at first I hated it but then I realized like no like I should appreciate what I yeah, have you yeah. should but that said I I definitely feel like I um. I get to appreciate both cultures, which is pretty cool. I, I appreciate my parents for everything they've done. And I don't know. I feel like it, it definitely did more good. I don't think they did any bad. I'm sure it did at some extent. At some extent, <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like for the most part, it's done nothing but good. I mean, I, I'm also very lucky that I get to go to TJ and I know where the fuck to go. Like, es algo que siento que mucha gente no tiene que se pierda en Tijuana. O les da miedo. Les da miedo Which is like, I understand and I don't. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. Like, you can do better. But... But also kind of like, oh, I see it. No, I, I've gotten lost in TJ. I know what you mean. I've seen people get stabbed. I know what that's right. <laughs> 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 I roll up my windows and yeah. I lock my doors and I make sure I don't yeah. stop in random places. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, but like, I feel like, I feel like I'm also very lucky because it's like, it's so normal for us to know people who, who cross the border every day yeah. and you go around, you go outside of the San Diego area and you tell them that oh I used to cross the border every day to go yeah. to school or yeah. I knew someone that used to do that and they look at you like like, like what the fuck are you serious well, dude, you know it's funny we used to when I used to work at the Y at the camp we took a bunch of white people all over to the border and this is we had just started going to TJ and we took a bunch of people like oh yeah we know what the fuck we're doing like, yeah. I didn't fucking know but anyway we took him and then our whole lives, like Jorge, Guero, Daddy, and myself, we had crossed the TJ fucking weekly, if not daily, you know? So when we took people over and they're like, holy shit, a different country. A lot of these people were from like Missouri or fucking Texas. Like they've never been to a different country. So when we took them over, they're like, oh my God, Mexico. That's when I realized like, oh shit, yeah, I guess that's true. We're kind of yeah. crossing to a whole different world. And also, like, you can tell the difference the moment you crossed. You do, o sea, you se nota, güey. Luego, luego. Luego, luego. La like, gente, los olores, You know lo what? I will es, say oh. this. It goes both ways because I know a lot of people that cross all the time. They, they don't go to fucking downtown. They don't go to PB. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't go to fucking La Jolla because they say, no, es que nada, no, yeah, no, 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 I don't fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like, damn, we get to do... Both, we get to do fucking everything. We want to go to PV, we go to fucking PV. Like, yeah. You know, I feel like we're definitely in like a pretty cool spot where we just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, yeah I definitely, I met people that they've never left 
yeah, they cross the border every day and they go to work, but they never leave the national city area. Yeah. They just go to work, yeah. Yeah. go to work, go to work, go and back. back. They say, oh, you go to US, the USA, and I'm like, yeah, kind of, like, you know. Yeah. Y por eso digo, mucha gente también a Tijuana va con su tía y de regreso, va con su abuela y de regreso, pero nunca han salido. Entonces, it goes both ways, you know, I feel like uh, people that go to TJ are just as scared sometimes the people that come back over here. Es lo que yo veo que la mayoría de la gente que yo hablo que oh voy a Tijuana dicen Tijuana no es una de las ciudades más peligrosas de México it's like the first thing isn't it so dangerous like yeah at some point it was pero ahorita like it dep all depends on the people you hang hey, out with. Yo yeah. tenía más pedos en PB que Tijuana. <laughs> 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 yeah, like because like dude, white people love staring at you sometimes and it's just like what bitch like what's up what's up <laughs> 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 People who is Shanabi's name sometimes trying to get a fight on like, <laughs> Yeah, like, they, like it's always happened. Them who shall not be named. I'm not trying to burn anyone. They're always trying to fight someone. I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, we gotta fucking leave this place right now. So, like, it's, I don't know. Like, you nunca tengo pedos en Tijuana. Pero también porque... Es que también tiene que ver mucho con la gente que te juntas. O sea, sí, si traes gente claro. malandra, güey. Es el ambiente, pues, es la Es donde sea. Si andas con gente malandra, andas tirando a la vieja a alguien, o, like, algo... Pues te va yeah, a cargar la verga, like, you know what I mean? Like, en donde se no pedos, keep, you know, do your thing, party. No, tampoco te la pases de turista mamón. Because, like, a lot of people go to TJ y se pasan de verga. Se quieren like, fresear, ¿no? Every time, like, pochos or white people go to Rosarito. Por eso siempre hay pedos en Rosarito. Y de, por eso yo, yo ya no voy a, 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 ¿cómo se llama? Papas and Beer. Yeah. Los últimos dos años, güey. Papas es un asco, güey. Porque yo, es puro güero, es puro pocho, es puro gente que va a hacer desmadre porque piensa que ir a Tijuana se it, acaban las reglas. They can do it. Yeah. Lo que yeah. They're doing coke in the fucking in the bathrooms or in the halls and shit. And I'm like, bro, you still gotta like respect it a little. Like, don't throw your fucking beer bottle on the sand. Like, don't be a dick, you know? Pero pues no sé, está cabrón. Like, I don't know. Yo, yo nunca he ido a Papas porque sé que, one, they, the tourists are just like money magnet. Todo el mundo sabe que el turista, si Trainer. vas a ir al Papas, vas a ir a bajar mínimo 100 dólares, 100, 200 dólares. Uh, I like TJ, I like going out to party, pero para ir al Papas, eh, prefiero ir a la plaza. Yeah, yo ya, 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 la plaza. <laughs> la plaza, la, 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 la plaza, la, la sexta, güey. <laughs> ¿Qué extrañas, güey? Okay, pre, from pre-corona, what do you miss that you don't have right now? La neta, güey, la santa, güey. Because we had just started going, like, yeah. I had just started joining um, you guys. Yeah. Like, I acababa de empezar a ir con ustedes, y dije, ah, qué chingón, like, this is cool. Y puta madre, se acabó. Se cortó la viada. Se cortó la viada, digamos, bien a gusto. Like, we started going pre-gaming a Santa, ending a Santa, like, it was really fun. And, like, it, like it, you know, with that and concerts, for sure, I feel like, I had, I had like, two concerts planned for this year, and, like, uh, two or three, and, like, it really fucking ruined, it ruined the mood, so that was kind of shitty, but. Okay, I got a question for you, man. Um, Go for it. In one sentence, describe yourself. What best fits you in one sentence? Ooh. Okay, so I've had a little bit of a time to think because we took a little bit of a pee break slash smoke break. But I would say, and this is not even a sentence, this is like a, a what's it, a phrase? A phrase? Acquired taste. Acquired taste. Yeah, and I'll explain. Why? So. The reason I will describe myself as an acquired taste is because I am very opinionated, I'm very loud, I'm a bad drunk, I, <laughs> I, am, I am like very intense sometimes. I'm not for everybody. Like I get that man, like I'm not, 
your typical bro or like your typical best friends with everybody. But if you like me and I get to like you, man, we're gonna have the best of times. And I feel like that's what it comes sense, down man. to. I feel like that's what it comes down to. Like if you enjoy my presence and I enjoy yours, we're gonna be best buddies forever. But I I tend to rub people the wrong way, and I I know that, and I'm okay with that, and that's life, and like that's I don't try to like please everybody. I feel like. I, I feel that's that's how life is, man. Don't just, don't try to please anybody. Just be yourself, and you're gonna attract the people that you you're truthful to. You know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, another question I had. Well, before that, uh. We haven't really shit. been drinking. <laughs> yeah, all the questions have been pretty good. You, you've I, been answering all questions, man. Yeah, I'm I think I think I'm about to switch it the knob and start asking <laughs> yeah. you some right, before that, deep questions. Can we take a quick, uh, quick drink of this Jack? Cheers, guys. Cheers, oh, should guys. we answer some of the uh, Instagram questions? Oh yeah, I had one Instagram question. So we got two whole questions on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you to, for those who they reached out. Everybody else. Whatever it is, what keep it is. following, <laughs> keep listening. No, Thank it's you fine. For your support. Like, I honestly don't have a huge like engagement on Instagram, but it's okay. Like as long as people listen to the episode. But for the people who do listen, thank you for responding. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Okay, right, uh, so. this is a question uh, from Rubio. Woo, um, Rubio, shout out, partner <laughs> for like a year. He's the best. All right. Uh, which taco place do you take a girl on the first date? Uh, taco place, taco place. Okay, I'll put it this way. I feel like it's, I don't even know if it's considered a taco place, but it's like a taco shop-ish kind of place. But Border Rex did oh. on the back. So for those of you that don't know, Border Rex is a brewery in Logan or Barrio Logan. And when you go past the brewery on the back, they have a little patio area and they have a taco shop. And I will tell you, these are like top... These are like a top, it's my top five, dude. I think it's like really? tacos. Yeah, yeah dude, wow. the, the tripa ones are really good. The alwada is really good. They have a, a, a cold bar for the south. They let you put in your own guac, bro. That's a, that's top five off the bat. And it's very clean. The beer is really good. It's I think it's like definitely a place to go for sure. And I will say I went there for the first time on a date. Shout out Jessica Bernal, my executive producer. <laughs> no, she's the best. She's the best. But she took me there for the first time, and I, I feel like ever since, it's like a, definitely a go-to. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. Um, he also added to that question. He said, yeah. and then, which taco do you avoid eating in front of her if you want to show class? Um, I feel like it's the adobada, because like, they're usually pretty messy, right? Because all the red and the guac and the sauce, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, or like the cabeza, because it doesn't smell good like in your mouth. But, <laughs> but let's be honest. You want to show class with the taco? Come on. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, you're, you <laughs> got to eat it with your hand. If the like, girl's worried about class during the taco, she's not the girl. Yeah, she's, 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 she's not your girl. girl for you. She's she not is girl not for you, man. Come on, switch. Yeah. Or, like, uh, the worst would be, like, a taco barrio, the, like, mole, where it just, like, spills everywhere. <laughs> that would probably be the way. But uh, anyway, so another question from the uh, Q&A uh, Instagram story is from Danielle, actually an alumni guest. Uh, yeah, Chachi Daniela. Daniela, what's up? Oh, you call her Daniela. Yeah, I call her Daniela. Yeah, I call her Daniela. Right? Yeah. Oh. So a question she asked was a uh, favorite high school memory. And I'm going to be taking my first shot of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers, uh, guys. Cheers. Salucita. Salucita. Right. To high school. <laughs> Sorry, Daniela. High school is not something I like to talk about. Let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on. Next question. Okay, I know I know you have your uh, podcast goals, and I want to know more about your personal goals. What well, what's what's next for you other than your podcast? Oh. Like, 
That's a good question. What is your five-year goal? What's your 10-year goal? Like, do you have something planned or are you just going with the flow? So, um, let's say, like, personal goal yeah. for the rest of this year is I... So, I just started a new job in construction. I want to stay <laughs> in the job. The, like, just like my dad's goal is for me not to fucking quit. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, it's easier said than done. I will say, like, every day under the sun, fucking shoveling dirt. That shit gets old, man. Like, you would think, like, oh, just staying in a job is not that hard. Like, every day I'm like, God damn, I'm like, what? I should go back to school. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get used to it. You, you make your baby, man. You know, it's funny. Like, every day does get easier. Doesn't mean that it's easy. Right? So, if you start at 100, the next day is 99 and a half. And the day <laughs> after that is 99. So, it's still hard, you know? And, like, some days are harder than others. But for right now, my goal is just to stay focused on work because it is good money. And, it, you know, it's going to let me, you know, financially, once you're, like, financially stable, you're free to do so much, you know, whether it's, I mean, you know, with COVID, it's kind of hard to do anything, really. But when you're financially stable, you're able to buy the things you want to buy. You're able to do the things you want to do. So I feel like it definitely helps. But as far as, like, five-year goal, I want to start a business. So this is something I've talked to you guys about as well. I mean, yeah. we've. How many drunken nights have yeah. we had? We're like, we gotta start the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely one of the things that I I, I want to do. Like, I hope that we sh- uh, we start a bar pretty soon. Yeah. We start a coffee shop. Goal, we start something. I just I want to have something for me. This is something I've been thinking about for a while, and it's something that like I feel like at the end of the day, that's a goal. Like, being my own boss or being working for towards something that benefits myself. Cause it's great for people that like like to work for companies or like to work for a job that like fulfills them and like has gives them a good salary. But for me, I feel like I won't be career happy until I'm working for myself. Even okay. if I'm making the bare minimum and I'm not even making enough, as long as I know that the other day that's mine. And it's your own goal. You're your own boss. You make your own rules. Yeah. Like, and even if it's like fucking working 12 hours a day and I'm making less than minimum wage, at least it, at the end of the day, it's like, yo, that shit's mine. Dude. Yeah. I do what the fuck I want. I go in when I want. And it's just, it's mine. Yeah, exactly. So that's. You put hours. The flexible hours is what we're looking yeah, for. That's, yeah. That's, that's, your my, time, man. that's my American dream for sure. Just mm. the, uh, just working for myself kind of thing. Yeah, sure, man. Sure. Alguna, alguna vez has borrado que for the people that don't know what that means, you know, yeah. it's pretty much when you black out at night. Like, you just... You black out? You, you black out, oh, you just man. pretty much, when, you know, you, you're like, ah, that's out of my, you know... Well, like, I don't intentionally want to or after drinking? That's... It could be after drinking, it's just... I've had one too many after drinking where I wake up and I'm like, Where's my shoe? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've had one of those. I've had multiple. Where am I at? Whose bed is Wait, this? You know? I, what the fuck? Where's my key? Like, the best, the best part is like my keys, my phone, phone my wallet. Phone, my wallet. Oh, the key thing, man. I don't care what the fuck I did last night. As long as I got those three. My key, my phone, and my wallet. But I have mentally, I have mentally borrado Borra, cassette, 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 Where I wake up the next day and I'm like, I wasn't even that drunk. Like I definitely did that with conscious. Like I, yeah. I knew what I was doing. No, I, I've definitely done that a couple of times. And like, I, it's not even like a big regret as to what I did, but it's como la cruda moral, you know, where you're like, I shouldn't have done that. Like I, sh- I feel like I should have been better than that. But you know, yeah, you live and you learn, and then you do it again. I, I think we all have our drunken stories where we 
Somos el malacopa, ¿no? La que quieras o no. Típico, güey. Algún wey. día te va a pasar que tú vas a ser el malacopa. Güey, yo he arreglado relaciones, güey, por ser malacopa. Es <risa> pedos que pasan, güey. Que quieras o no, te va a pasar. Tú vas a ser malacopa. No te agüites. Get over y lo, it. Y lo peor es que te, solo te recuerdan como malacopa. Ya ya esa persona que te conoció esa vez, Ajá. ya solo. Te, oh, se lo va a tocar. Ah, es el malacopa. Que vomitó en el taxi. Y chingó la. Yeah, no, vomité, güey, because I was going through some shit, bro. Pues siempre, pues siempre Stop recuerdo. driving me. No hay pedo. Hay pedo. Yeah, dude, to be honest. Alright, I, I got a question that's gonna be hard for you, and you probably, you might take a shot. Um, who is your best friend, man? <sighs> that's a hard question. I knew it. Well, like, it's just like songs, dude. I feel like I have a lot of best friends. You know what I mean? I feel like I have a friend for... Everything. Everything. Yeah. I have, like if you're going through a certain thing, I like have my this party friend friends. Gonna... I have my like surfing friend. I have my drinking friend. I have my like smoking friends. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I love all my babies. You know, it's like preguntarle a mamá cuál es tu hijo favorito. Like, you have hard. friends for different moods. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, But not just that. Like sometimes you, like you go through life. Like we're talking about this. On a different recording before we erased it, but like <laughs> sometimes you go through like you outgrow friends that people you thought were your best friends, which is okay. I feel like sometimes like there's too much pressure on best friends because people think it's best friends forever, forever, and that's too harsh. You know, sometimes people are your best friends at a peak, you know, at a certain point in your life, and then then you are they aren't. Yeah, you know? there's people that are there when you need them and. As yeah. soon as, you know, you guys outgrow, not really outgrow each other, but you guys ways. go your separate ways. You guys have different lifestyles, so I think things change. Yeah. my answer, although shitty, I feel like that's where I'm at, man. I feel like I'm at a point where, like, I've, the people I hang out with at the moment are close to me. But that doesn't mean I disregard my other friends. Your old friends. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I agree with the same, porque yo también, like, talking back to high school, I had my friends that I, there's one or two or three that I still keep up with, but la mayoría is just, they, we went our separate ways, you know, and yeah. it's part of life. Yeah, yeah good, good to them, and good, good to me, and we just, we're doing our own thing, you know? And Doesn't mean you don't appreciate yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Or that you're not happy for them, because yeah. you're not, maybe you're not that's, as... That's what happens sometimes with people, where they're like, oh, they stopped talking to me, so fuck them, and it's like... No, man, no, sometimes man. you go your own way. It doesn't exactly. mean you can't appreciate who they are as a person. Like, and I have friends, dude, that I know since elementary, you know, because I was in, in kinder, first grade, and I'm still friends with them to this day, you know, mm -hmm. and, and there's friends that I've literally met, you know, in the last six months, and I, I have just as equally a strong friendship with those people than the ones that I had that I've known for years. You know, it's just the, the people that come back, come, come to you at the right time. Yeah, yeah I agree. I completely agree. Uh, what was more important in your life, like your uh, growing up, was it your father figure or was it your mother figure? What shaped you to be who Ooh, you are? Oh, dude, that's hard because I'm I'm both a, a mama's boy and a daddy's boy, dude. It's hard. It's so hard. You, shot, you know what's but... funny? I was having this conversation <laughs> with my mom. In a sense, I I appreciated my mom to the fullest the day I moved out of my house. Is when I was like, God damn, like wow, the shit my mom used to do for me. Cooking, cleaning, washing clothes, be myself, like what groceries, like taking care of my health, like my appointments, like holy fuck, my mom used to do everything for me. So like I feel like 
the day I moved out was when I, I appreciated my mom to the most. The day I started working construction <laughs> was the day I appreciated my dad the fucking most. I was like, dude, this guy's been doing this shit for 12 years? Like, goddamn, this is fucking hard. Like, in this heat? Like, wow. Like, that, I mean, not that I didn't appreciate my dad before, because as a father, yeah. my dad is, I feel like, the perfect figure. You just respect the craft, man. But, you I, just oh my God, that. once I started working construction, I was like, wow. Like, the sacrifice he has done, yeah. not just to us, but, like, to his body, to his health, like he's not a fucking healthy mm. profession. Yeah. He has fucked up his back, his shoulder, his elbow, his wrist, one of his ankles. Like he has Damn. literally done like three surgeries. Like he has gone through shit. So like, I feel like that's a hard question because I I am literally a simp for both my mom and my dad, uh, just because they've shown me. You know, not just how to be a man, how to be a father, but, like, how to be a family person, you know. It, really, I feel like I've had pretty good, uh, really good uh, figures in my life. Which I, I feel like you're, you're, you're very unique to, to say that because not a lot of people grew with the mom I, and I the understand. Dad, man, and, I completely understand that I'm and, so lucky. Yeah, and I'm so lucky and every day I appreciate that I wake up and, and I know that my parents not are not just together. But are like yeah. happy together and are like thriving together. And they were able to shape the the person you are right oh, now. Oh, hundred percent. I am I am more of a family man than I am anything else. Like, well, maybe not an alcoholic, but <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, as far as life, like when it comes to my family, I am a hundred. I would that's drop good. the fucking moon for my family, like, because at the end of the day, that's all you got. Like, I yeah. I love you guys, and I love friends, and friends are great, and people are close to you are great. But at the end of the day, man, doomsday, who you calling? You know what I mean? Like, shit goes down the fan, who you calling? That, that's what it comes down to. And like, I feel like I, I don't just appreciate that in myself. I appreciate that in other people. And I feel like I see that in you guys, which is why I feel like we're pretty cool. Because I know that you're not just friend-oriented, but you're family-oriented. You're very strong sure. to your roots and to the people you... Because no yeah. one... You know, that's why I hate the word self-made. No one is self-made, man. Oh, no. Everybody uh, owes something to their family, to those people around you, to your community. Somebody so, motivated you. Somebody support you. Someone told you someone, you can do it. Yeah, someone told you yeah. you could do it. Someone told you it was okay. Someone pushed you. Someone, you know it, what I mean? There's it always, could be the randomest person, man. Yeah. To be There's always someone, someone behind it. So yeah. self-made always kind of bothered me. Because I'm like, bro, no one's self-made. We've all been through it. And... There's always, always someone pulling you up, you know, so. And for us, I feel like it's family, you know. Yeah. That's a big part. Talk, so, talking about family right now, sorry to cut you no, off, no, man. No, that's good. But have you ever felt like having a child, like, como que te, te cerró las puertas de algún lado, o, o te, it, it shut down your dreams to do something, or? When I was younger, I definitely used to think that. Mm -hmm. uh, just because, like, unfortunately, that's what people tell you. Yeah, you know, like I agree not with just that. not just guidance counselors, but teachers and people around you, other friends. Sometimes you're like, your damn, you're, be your family. You're a parent. You're fucked. Like you're that's it. That's your yeah. life. You're done. Like, so you have a it's, kid, I feel fuck. like the stigma. Although I will, I will say this: having a kid young isn't the best case scenario. That said, I feel like the stigma behind teenage parents and having a kid young is super unnecessary like just because you have a kid doesn't mean your life's over you know you can still go through your life fulfilling your dreams being yourself 
finding yourself because having a kid at 19, no one knows who the fuck they are at 19. Like, you don't, I still don't, I'm 24, I still don't know who I am, but I'm happy to say that I'm looking for it. You know, I'm searching, I'm soul searching, I'm, I'm pushing through life, trying to find out where I'm at, what I represent, what I want to, what beliefs I want to uphold. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, when I was younger, I definitely used to think like my life was over when I had a kid. But now, for the last couple of years, I definitely appreciate the experience. And every time I meet a young parent, I'm like, dude, it's okay. You're going to make it. You're right? going to make it, push through, and never forget about yourself. It's like the airplane thing, right? Like, put your mask on first, yeah, and then put and it then... on your kid. That said, it sounds selfish, but like, if you're happy, your kid's gonna be happy. Because when it's you the only environment you put them in, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to put your kid in a negative environment and give them a bunch of toys. Because your kid feeds off your energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing I feel like yeah. I've always noticed. And like, if I'm happy, I know my kid will be happy. Because then I'll be happy to play with him I'll be happy to buy him a fucking happy meal and, like, and to be honest I know you're a good parent cause the other day we had a drunken night here I was having a grown man conversation with your kid I didn't even realize I was having it until it hit me I was like why am I talking to this with Hendrix about <laughs> like it, we, he kept just going and talking to me and he's a talkative guy oh, dude, he's and, like and he's yeah, like, like he kept talking to me. I felt like I was having a conversation with you dude it, it just yeah. kept going I was like Damn, he's, smart kid. he's smart a kid. smart he's kid. kid I was like wow. he does my taxes bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually want to have him on, dude. I just don't know how to, like, do it. Like, it'd be um, cute to have, like, a little, like, five, ten-minute segment, yeah, segment with dude, him. Man, like, that, that like, be, like, what's to your be favorite? honest, I would <laughs> definitely tune in, man. Oh, dude, that would be pretty that'd cool. Be cute. Just, it'd be, like, super, like, cute because, like, he's he's smart, but he's still a kid. So, yeah. it's, like, very, he's so innocent. And, like, it's cute. It, that's that's another thing, like, uh, I feel like a lot of what you learn of, like, having a kid and seeing him grow up is it changes, man. I mean... People will be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's five. Dude, I've lived through the entire thing. Like, yeah. I've seen him change year, day after day, year after year. So, to me, it's not just, not just surprising, but it's like, wow. I'm like, yeah, man, I've seen every single day of it. So sound like a proud father, man. I am. <laughs> my kid is the best. And I, I honestly, that's another thing. I talk very highly of being a dad because I got super fucking lucky. My kid... Was never like a a, a, a a crier when he was young. He he didn't have his terrible twos. Like he would cry here and there, but like it wasn't like huge, you know. He learned how to like go to the bathroom very quick. So I was like a very lucky dad mm-hmm. because he we didn't go through the worst. Like everything people would tell you about, because people love to <laughs> people will love to say, "Oh my God." You're so lucky. It's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And the moment you have them, like, you're never going to sleep again. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So it's like the moment you have the kid, everybody scares the shit out of you. And it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? This is so scary. But trust me, it's really not that bad. Like, well, personally, I just feel like it wasn't that bad. I feel like I definitely got lucky. Because I've seen my cousins have kids. And I meet them, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a terrible kid. (laughs) So I don't know. I I don't know if you just get lucky or it depends on... You think the environment, like, changed them as well? To some extent, but I definitely feel like some kids are just just more sensitive than others. And, like, some kids are more more hyper. So I I got lucky. I definitely 100% got lucky. Again, I want to thank you guys for coming through. Thank you for bringing some alcohol. It was a lot of great... I, honestly, I underestimated the questions. Those were really good fucking questions. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, until next time, again, 
Um, this is the end of season two. We're not going to be coming back until about two weeks from now. Just to do to some personal things. But also because I'm trying to backlog a couple episodes. That said, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. Just know there is a couple episodes on the backlog. So make sure to check out uh, episodes 1 through 20. There's a lot of good stuff there. So until next time. Thank you.